Filipino community can be heard every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. on AM 1430. CHKT, Fairchild Radio. This is AM 1430, CHKT, Fairchild Radio, Toronto. The following are programs for the international communities of Greater Toronto. Opinions and views expressed here do not necessarily represent those of this station. Now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430, Fairchild Radio. Try by Brian O'Driscoll. Foley, Stringer, O'Gara. Henderson on the burst again. Supported inside by O'Driscoll. Ireland needed the score. Ireland have got the score. And once again, it's Brian O'Driscoll. In, but picked up by O'Driscoll. Here he goes again. Brian O'Driscoll is in for a magnificent hat trick. What a try by Brian O'Driscoll. From the day itself, I, don't, I wouldn't have remembered a huge amount. If you asked me this question the day after it, I probably wouldn't have remembered a huge amount, but I watched the videos once or twice. And, um, yeah, sure, I, I can pretty much reenact the whole game for you. Diagwit Armagin, good morning, folks, and welcome to Kyologus Crack here. On March the 9th, Ken, we made it. This we is the one that we, we this is the one that we thought we wouldn't make, but we made it. Very a lot of people would be surprised now. to hear our voices now today. Oh, I'd say that all right. We made a lot of friends last night too, didn't we? I'll tell you, the scenes at PJ O'Brien's after midnight are, you know, it's, it's almost X-rated. Do you I'd remember say. it? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How is the noggin today? All right. Oh, it's grand, yeah. I had a cup of tea now. I'm feeling good. Feeling yeah, yeah, yeah. very good, yeah. I Big weekend this, huh? Big weekend. Big, Big weekend. weekend there. That was Brian O'Driscoll scoring the hat-trick in uh, 2000 there against France. Big game coming up today. Could you Ireland, repeat France. that today, do you think? I doubt it if he could repeat it, but it'd be something else, wouldn't it? Yeah, we might catch the second half of that down in the Galway. Well, I think we might. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. might have to. And another uh, big topic this weekend, Mother's Day in Ireland. I know. Why? Who do we lobby to get those synchronised? Because oh, it's so... Uh, if, if you didn't tell me, I wouldn't have called tomorrow. That's shocking, isn't it? I know. <laughs> so a big uh, happy Mother's Day to all of them out there. We'll talk a little bit more about that later on, won't we? We will. And have you any idea about some of the commitments that you made to people last night? Well, first of all, I don't know if you know or not, but we're going to be going to St. Catharines to play a game of tennis against two fellas that are easily 75 years of age. And, we're, and we don't know how to play tennis. <laughs> And I completely forgot about that. That's right. John yeah. O'Connell and Bill, yeah, the yeah, English yeah. fella. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, my. We'll be running around. <laughs> or we'll have them running around that court. Don't worry. We're going to raise money for charity and everything, I think, to be organized. So. <laughs> um, the other thing, too, I didn't realize is that I, I offended a few Leitrim people last week with, the, oh with no. a few comments. Yeah, Joe Reynolds wasn't too happy with me. And, of course, I forgot completely one of our major sponsors from Leitrim <laughs> as well. So, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, figure, we'll figure it all out. So, I'm that's sure. two counties in Connacht that you you've uh, no. abused now yeah yeah Mayo you were all over oh no that was me that yeah, was no. you yeah, no, yeah. No. So that's one by one we're one by one we won't have a listener left the, yeah, the it's like only the people listening <laughs> to us it will be a safe county in Ireland that's for sure oh no hey I just want to um, since we started doing the show um, my daughters Carmela and Sophia have been doing skiing so they they actually didn't really believe that I was on the radio and they're telling their friends at school so so anyway shout out to Carmela and Sophia are listening in and oh lovely hello girls how are you doing probably doing their homework right now oh, Cleaning the driveway and <laughs> all kinds of stuff. The housework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a song. Yeah, let's uh, let's have this. I think 
I think we avoided most of what these guys are singing about anyway last night, we right? We did not. No? We didn't. No, it was all, all kinds of trouble. Here's uh, Horse Lips with Trouble with a capital T. family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and P.J. O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. 
The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. Colin and the boys at the Belfast Lounge, 5165 Dixie Road in Mississauga, want you to know that they'll be open St. Patrick's Day, Sunday, March the 17th from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. There'll be great food and Irish dancing throughout the day, live music by Celtic Cross, and there'll be draws happening all day long. Tell Colin and the lads that the boys from Keologus Crack sent you, and you never know, you might get an extra ticket for the draw. KempvilleTravel.com and IrishTravel.ca have Super St. Patrick's Month offers for booking by March 29th. Save up to $500 per couple on CIE tours of Britain and Ireland throughout 2013. Save $200 per couple on Daniel O'Donnell up close and personal tour August 16th to the 27th. And save $200 per couple on the World of Coronation Street tour September 14th to the 21st. Save $200 per couple on Unforgettable Ireland tour September the 21st to the 28th. Live like a lord, pre-book self-drive one week in four-star castle hotels with one night in the five-star Ashford Castle, only $899 per person twin share, land only for all April departures, plus a free car upgrade. A Taste of Wales and Ireland coach tour, 11 nights in superior hotels and 19, with 19 meals, made a second to the 14th, only $28.99 per person, twin share inclusive of return air, all taxes and fees, plus much more. Check out all these deals at Kempfield Travel com and irishtravel.ca or call 1-866-887-0865 or locally 416-489-2424. So, Mark, you know what? We've got to tell people. We have a full complement of uh, the team here today, a special guest in the studio wearing his County Clare jersey and everything, huh? Mighty looking stuff altogether. Desmond has joined us in the studio. Welcome here, Desmond. Great to have you, Desmond. That jersey looks a, little bit, looks a little bit big on you now. Are you sure that's yours? Uh, I can see the lips moving, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> say hello anyway through the glass, and it's good to see you guys. <laughs> I can the see the laughter anyway, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing an odd game of charades here in the studio here anyway. <laughs> that's fantastic, guys. Well, great to be here in the studio with you. Great to be uh, back here live at the studio in Toronto. And uh, here we go, folks, with the news from Ireland for this morning. And here are the top stories that have been making headlines. Our top story this morning. Our West Cork family is in mourning this week after what Gardy are calling a tragic incident when the bodies of a father and his daughter were recovered from the sea near their home. Farmer Martin McCarthy, 50, from Foyle Namuk, Baladehab, Cork, and his three-year-old daughter Clarissa were pulled from the water near Shul following an extensive search on Wednesday. McCarthy's wife, Rebecca, raised the alarm when she discovered the two were missing from the family home on Tuesday evening. She found a long note that McCarthy had left. Gardy were called to the isolated farm, shown the letter, and then started a major search operation which included the Coast Guard station at Valencia. The mother was present when Clarissa's body was found at about 1.30 a.m. and rescuers attempted to resuscitate her for 90 minutes while friends comforted the mother. McCarthy's body
body was discovered at 2.50 a.m. Coast Guard unit officer in charge Michael O'Regan found the child's body and said that it was one of the most heart-rending scenes he had witnessed in his 50 years in the service. Police are not looking for any suspects in connection, connection with the drowning deaths and it is believed that McCarthy drowned the girl before taking his own life. Gardy tell the Irish Independent that McCarthy's marriage was on the brink of collapse and that he did not want to give up the custody of the child. Well, an update on last week's top story for you. The former politician charged with three counts of soliciting murder was of a fraud squad Garda, a revenue commissioner, official and an accountant has been figuratively unmasked this week as former Cork City Councillor Jerry O'Flynn, 37, the son of former Cork TD Noel O'Flynn. The alleged intended victims were also identified this week as Detective Garda Mary Skeen, revenue commissioner official George Ross and accountant Patrick Sweeney. O'Flynn told, told Judge Leo Malone of Cork District Court that he would not plead guilty to the three charges earlier this week. O'Flynn applied for free legal aid. O'Flynn, a solicitor by by training, took his father's old Cork City Council seat in 2003 when there was a ban placed on politicians holding seats in both the Doyle and local councils. Five years later, O'Flynn gave up his seat for his brother Ken. Well, late election news from the north this morning to tell you about. Sinn Féin holds on to Mid-Ulster. A by-election was held on Thursday after the seat was vacated by the Deputy First Minister Martin McGuinness, who has held it since 1997. The race was haunted by a 1979 murder from the Troubles. Nigel Lowton, an undertaker from Portadown, is the son of a murdered Royal Ulster Constabulary Reserve officer killed by the Irish Republican Army during the Troubles. Several years ago, using parliamentary privilege, Democratic Unionist MP David Simpson from Upper Ban accused Malloy of taking part in the murder, which Malloy has always denied. In the end, Malloy beat Lowton 17,000 votes to 12,000. The Social Democratic and Labour Party was in third place, followed by the Alliance Party in fourth, with only 55% turnout. Well, police are often caught scrambling to find witnesses to murders, but members of an armed guard surveillance team tagging a real IRA suspect were themselves witness to the man's murder in a pub car park. Peter Butterley, 35, a father of three from Dunlear, County Louth, was killed by fellow real IRA members in the parking lot of the Huntsman Inn, Gormanstown, County Meath, at 2.30pm on Wednesday. Butterley was due to stand trial next Wednesday on charges of membership in an illegal organisation. He was free on bail and had arrived for a meeting of regional commanders. The real IRA has been feuding internally since the murder of key figure Alan Ryan in Dublin last September. Butterley was shot as he sat in his car, staggered out, collapsed and died. The emergency response unit had been keeping Butterley under surveillance because his life had been threatened and to gather information on who he was meeting. After the shooting, four suspects in their 20s fled the scene but were stopped by Gardy nearby and arrested. A fifth man was arrested at the pub. In business news, while one national newspaper may have dodged the bullet this week, another national title is waiting for the other shoe to drop. A receiver has been appointed to the media group which owns the Irish Examiner as part of restructuring at the Thomas Crosby Holdings Company. However, Tom Crosby and his father Ted have started a new company, Landmark Media Investments, which has bought the Examiner, Evening Echo, Waterford News and Star and the Wexford Echo. The other regional titles included in the sale include the nationalist newspapers in Carlo, Kildare and Leash, as well as the Western People and Roscommon Herald, plus radio stations Beat 102 and FM and Red FM. All told, about 564 jobs were saved in the deal. 
However, the chain's biggest weekend title, the Sunday Business Post, is not part of the deal, with 76 jobs hanging in the balance. An interim examiner for the paper was appointed by the High Court on Thursday with the intention of selling the paper. The company's publishing subsidiary will now close, resulting in the loss of 12 jobs, as the papers will now be published by the Irish Times in Dublin. About 20 to 25 voluntary redundancies are being sought at the Sunday Business Post, with Insolvent Post Publications Limited showing a 1.2 million euro loss last year. It also owes money to the Revenue Commissioners, Allied Irish Bank, and even rent on their Harcourt Street property. Finally from us this week, about 800 schoolboys in Dublin are hoping that they have created the world's largest human shamrock. Students from Black Rock College and Willow Park Schools in Dublin formed formed up on the Black Rock pitch in an attempt to set an official Guinness Book of World Records entry. The students arranged themselves in the shape of a giant shamrock and held the shape for at least five minutes under the strict criteria set down by officials at the Guinness World Records offices in London. The assembly was part of the 25th anniversary of the school's St. Patrick's Day badges campaign. Started in 1988, the campaign has raised more than 2 million euros to support the world's poor through goal and aid-linked charities. There you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland for this week. Now you're back. Now now you're update. Now it's back through the looking glass to the lads. Thanks a million, Desmond. That was great. Fantastic having you in studio. What about that, Mark? I like that. Maybe you could fly in every week, huh? <laughs> what would that take? Oh, he thinks he doesn't hear us at he all. Doesn't hear. <laughs> all right, very good. Well, listen. Um, a few people had commented to me on the the, the the music that we're playing here, and you know, I suppose you can, you know, you can please some of the people some of the time, and all of the people some of the time, but not all of the people all of the time. But I'll tell you, I got a lot of people who asked me about this band last night, Mumford and Sons, and um, I think they kind of must have wrote this song for Toronto Maple Leafs fans because it's called "I Will Wait." It's Mumford and Sons.
as well as strong And use my head alongside my heart So tame my flesh and fix my eyes A tethered mind freed from the lies Morning, Grace. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Hello, Grace. Are you there on the line? Yes, I'm here. You don't sound very you don't sound very excited to hear to hear our voice, Grace. <laughs> I'm still tired from last night. Oh, are you? Well, tell us about <laughs> it. <laughs> how are you today? All right. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Ah, very good. Very good. Very good. Well, by way of introduction here. Um, for our listeners, uh, Grace is the producer of a, sorry, director or producer, Grace, you can correct me. It's both. It's both, <laughs> all right, very good, of um, an interesting documentary about the Pope Mobile. And, of course, you and I went to see himself when he visited. You didn't go you see did. him. You did, I didn't. Oh, you I didn't was, go see him? No, I wasn't allowed. I went to see him in the Phoenix Park. Of course, I got to see the, I got to see the machine itself. But um, I suppose, Grace, what on earth possessed you to do a documentary about this? Or how did this all come about? Um, I did, I was doing a night course in the Cork Film Centre at mm-hmm. home, which is an amazing centre, just to put it out there. And um, basically at the end of the the six, when it was 12 weeks, um, we got to do a class project and we had to pitch an idea. So I went looking for an idea and my grandfather um, has a gentleman's like group that meet up every week in his in our parish community and... Um, Basically, they were they oh, the men were talking about this guy who had gone to Rome to meet the Pope and he was getting an award and I was like, okay, that's weird. Why is he getting an award? And they were like, oh, he made the Pope mobile. So I was just like, okay, that kind of sounds really cool. <laughs> um, so basically, I just got in touch with the man, uh, Matty O'Brien. He's uh, the main character in the film, and um, yeah, kind of took off from there. Interesting. And so, and uh, can you give us some details, Grace, on on when it's playing and and. Yeah, so it's going to be in the uh, the local heroes section of the film festival at TIFF today at one thirty. 
So if you're around, please come along. We will. We will. <laughs> and um, start to finish, uh, Grace. How long did this? How long did this take to to complete? Uh, it was a bit of a monumental effort because we were basically amateurs. I did it with uh, my fellow producer and director, Catherine Donovan. Mm-hmm. So um, it took us two years. <laughs> For 12 minutes, it took two years. Two years for 12 minutes. That's yeah. amazing, huh? Wow. Great work all together. Yeah. Um, and we met you last night down at uh, one of the TIFF events, didn't we? And, and yeah. you're far too young to have been around in 1979, so it must yeah. have taken a lot of research. Yeah, it did, um, but everybody was really great. Like, once we put the word out there that we were making the documentary, we were, like, flooded with emails and people who were saying, oh, I saw it, uh, I have photos, you know, my, my dad was involved in it, my uncle drove it, you know, all these just random people just came and, you know, got in touch with us. Oh, that's and amazing. even after it screened um, back in Cork, the premiere was in the Cork Film Festival, we had loads of people get in touch with us saying, could they get a copy? Their, you know, their family was involved in the making of it or knew somebody. So there was a lot of uh, local interest in it. Very good, very good. Ken doesn't even sound sure that he met you last night, to be honest with you. <laughs> I hope I didn't say anything too bad. <laughs> and, um, no, you were fine. Grace, anything um, anything else on the radar for you? Are you, are you working on anything um, of any significance right now? Um, well, we start, I started a documentary just before I left Ireland, so my produ- co-producer, Catherine Donovan, is still working on it at home with our editor, uh, Emmett Welch. Mm-hmm. So that's about a man who basically sails across the Atlantic single-handed on a yacht that he kind of built in his kitchen out of recycled materials that he'd, like, gathered from all sorts of places. Holy smokes. Wow. Yeah. That's great. So Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's... Um, I'm so looking forward to seeing that one when they finish it because uh, it's a really amazing story. That's fantastic. Well, we look forward to seeing that Absolutely. at some stage. Absolutely. So, yeah. 1979 was a, was a good year. I don't know in all your research, uh, Grace, if you if you knew who was the number one in Ireland when the Pope number one in the charts. In the charts, yeah. <laughs> oh God, I don't know. I would be. Do you know, Mark? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. You're going to tell me. I, I hope. am a lady by the name of Katrina Walsh was the number one and she had a song called Viva to Papa Oh, and it was a big thing big controversy about it because she was supposed to sing for the Pope and then they figured out that there was a bit of rigging going on to get her to number one oh. and it was cancelled and she was very religious this woman I guess so it was an <laughs> awful awful thing for her and do you know who she, who she knocked off as number one when he was there no. before that Cliff Richard oh <laughs> <laughs> We with uh, he was singing. We don't talk anymore. Remember that song? Oh, I do. Oh, <laughs> it was a great. That was a great year actually for songs. Yeah. Uh, I will survive was a uh, was a number one in Ireland. Uh, if you're going to knock a huh? song off now, that's the one to knock off. Cliff Richards. Cliff Richards. Oh, right. I don't know if we'll survive to the rest of the show, but. <laughs> Grace, um, I, I don't know if you have any folks uh, listening in and uh, are aware that you're on, but it uh, be yes, a good, good time to, to give a shout out if you want there. Yes, so say hi to my mum and dad and my brother back home in Ireland and everybody I work with in Cork City Council and um, yeah, just my friends at home and my friends here too <laughs> and my new friends. <laughs> Well, listen, we... we is that us too, is it? Are we your new friends, yeah? yeah. <laughs> We're your new friends. You can be our first yeah, groupie. You can be my new friends. <laughs> In fact, if anybody wants tickets to go see the movie today, we'll give away two tickets to the show, won't we, Mark? We will. All we you will. have to do is get in touch with us. Send us an email, mm-hmm. crack at hotmail.com. And tell us what county Grace is from. That's a good question. How about that, huh? <laughs> what republic? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
All right, Grace, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. And, um, of course, um, uh, the Toronto Irish Film Festival is um, a significant event in the calendar. We've been promoting it and uh, get out there and support Michael Barry and the lads. Um, there's some uh, very interesting. I think the first uh, the first movie was last night. Yes. Um, Great so reviews, actually. Great yeah, reviews, absolutely. Absolutely. So thanks a lot, Grace. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, All the best, Grace. You. Thank you. Very good. So now, I suppose we better play some more music. Yeah, I, I was talking to my dad, you know, uh, during the week and telling him about us, you know, on the big Friday. He's been at the Paddy's Day lunch before, right? And he said to me, "I said, he said, I'd say there'd be more kill than crack." <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on. Here's a here's a band. This fellow was sitting at our table actually yesterday. The president of the chamber, Cormac Monaghan. So we'll throw this one out to him. It's a band called No Crows and Cormac's Fancy. <laughs> 